What's up, everyone? Welcome to the show. My name's Emily, and I am the Forks High School English teacher that just wants his students to stop flirting and get to class on time. And I'm Paige. I am the Forks High School cafeteria lady who has to sit and listen to Edward and Bella's bullshit all lunch period long. And you are listening to Tuesdays Are for Twilight. So what's up, Paige? How are you doing today? You know, my knees hurt a little bit. I had a little tumble on my skateboard, but other than that, I'm doing great. Um, do you want to describe to the listeners what I'm doing right now? Um, it appears that Emily is drinking a white wine straight out of the bottle. Here's what I have to say to you kids out there. And this is a, my motto for life, like no matter the situation. Sometimes you gotta. Sometimes you gotta. Emily pays taxes. Emily works hard. She deserves wine straight from the bottle. This is facts. I didn't pay for this wine, <laughs> but I still deserve it, I feel like, in a small way. You earned it. Mila is looking at me like she is about to end my life. <laughs> I'm kind of scared. I I feel like there's an ominous, you know, in SpongeBob, when they're hunting the clam that eats Mr. Krabs' uh, first dollar, yep, and then yep. the the doors in the boat open up, and it's that literal orchestra playing the music. Yes. That's what I'm picturing is happening right now. Pretty much, and it just gets faster and faster. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what's happening right now. One second, I gotta shut the door because she just exited the building. I'm also realizing that it's his millionth dollar, not his first dollar. It's fine. <laughs> Only true SpongeBob fans will know. It's true. I'm not one, though, apparently. You are. You are, because you realized. It's true. That is true. One time, this is not relevant at all, (laughs) I'll probably cut it out, but one time I saw this thing on Twitter that was like, remember that time Mr. Krabs sold Spongebob's soul for 63 cents? And I, it was like a viral tweet and I literally replied to it and I was like, it was 62 cents, get this slander off my timeline. (laughs) Like, if you're gonna (laughs) be talking about it, get your facts straight. That is so funny. (laughs) And also, I think about that constantly. How he was like, yep, 62 cents, that'll do it. I also, I love in that episode, the uh, Flying Dutchman has to get in line behind, like, all of the other people who got uh, IOUs from Mr. Krabs. You remember that? All the, like, demons and shit? Yes, that is hilarious. And I just feel like it's a metaphor for how many of the CEOs of corporations would sell us for 62 cents. And that's that on that, sweetie. I, um, every time I take an extra five to 10 minutes on my break or I take an avocado from work, I think I've worked here for five years and I'm still making like 30 cents of a minimum wage. I earned this. This is my wine straight from the bottle. It is. You need that times a million. I'm just saying. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) So we have our first piece of listener mail to share with you guys. Um, it, this is, it's amazing. Yes, this is from friend of the pod, Remy. Um, last time we had put a call out in our apology towards um, people who enjoy fishing for stories of times they might have enjoyed fishing. So Remy had one to share with us. Thank you so much for submitting it, Remy. I'm going to go ahead and read it. It's short, sweet, and to the point. Remy says, I would like to submit a fishing story. One time I went fishing in Louisiana and there were alligators out on the lake and we were in a small parentheses motor boat question mark. 
and I caught two fish, and we ate them. Thanks. I mean, I was telling Emily, I was thinking that there was going to be more conflict in the story, but there wasn't. And sometimes it's nice to not have conflict. Sometimes it's nice to just have a nice story. It is. And Remy, don't thank us. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That was lovely. I also wanted to put a quick correction out there. Um, I did a little bit of research after the last recording of the pod. Hunger Games is in first person. I am just a doofus. I mean, think about how many books you've probably read in your life. Are you supposed to remember the POV of all of them? That's insane. That's true, but somehow I remembered Tuck Everlasting from last episode. <laughs> I haven't thought about that since 2007. That's true, and you guys know what is so funny that I found, like, two days ago. I already texted Paige about this, so she knows, but I literally found Tuck Everlasting in my bookshelf in the room I live in, and I was dragging it. I'm so pissed. And you know who it had on the cover? Rory from Gilmore Girls. What is going on? Was she in the movie? Was Is that I, why he's on the cover? She must have been. Why else would they put her on the cover? I'm imagining Rory on the cover of fucking Hunger Games or something like that, just you know, a uh, celebrity guest. Yeah, like the model, the book cover model or whatever. You know what we should do? This, if if this doesn't incentivize you guys to become patrons, I don't know what will. Me and Paige will just watch Tuck Everlasting for Patreon God. and comment on it. God, I I would be down for sure. I'm afraid <laughs> though. You're afraid, is that what you said? I'm afraid. Who? I have no memory whatsoever about that book, aside from the fact that they're immortal. And so, there's a frog. And there's a frog. I think there's a frog? I don't remember. Um, I'm just afraid for what I I suppressed. I, I'm afraid for how bad it was that, you know, I just don't, I don't know. But I will do it if you guys want to watch me do it. But to do that, you guys have to become patrons. Patreon.com slash Tuesdays are for Twilight. So this week we read just one chapter from Twilight, chapter five, Blood Type. So Paige, what were your initial thoughts on this chapter? Initial thoughts, I was semi-wrong about my predictions. It wasn't as explicit as I thought it was going to be. I don't remember any of this happening in the movie. Does this happen in the movie? No, it does not. No. So this was brand new information for me. And I gotta say, I don't know how I'm feeling about Edward currently. I just don't trust a man who chuckles so much. He's always chuckling. And I'm like, that's a little bit too much chuckling there, Edward. Um, But I did like what was going on in this chapter. I liked how Bella was portrayed and what it did to contribute to her character. So I thought it was a good chapter in general in terms of character development quote unquote um but I still verdict still out on how I feel about Edward I don't know how I feel that's totally fair um this is an interesting chapter because it's almost like a weirdly transitional chapter from like the drama of the last couple chapters and then you'll as you'll see next week the next two really go together just in like in terms of what's happening Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like and it's not in the movie so it's kind of like it's just weird it's almost like it's not a pause in the action, but it is kind of a pause in the action, a little bit. And sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need a pause. Yeah, especially for, like, determining characters' relationships or characterization. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, and this is from the commentary of 
the Twilight movie, which we're going to have to watch because Catherine Hardwick, the director, is incredible and you will love her as much as the rest of the fandom loves her. But um, she says at one point in there, like, people that were working on the movie were like, they fall in love too fast. And so she was like trying to add little things and that she could still fit in with the timing. But like with a book, obviously you have as much time as you want. Um, and so I think like these types of things are important for establishing their kind of rapport and actual relationship before it's like, oh my God, I'm in love with you, you know? Yeah, definitely. So let's jump right in. So we left off last chapter with, um, Basically, they were in the parking lot, Bella and Edward, and he was doing his whole dazzling charm thing mm-hmm. um, and saying, like, you really should stay away from me. But he had just asked to go to Seattle with her to drive her. Right. So this chapter begins with, as I mentioned in our intro, Bella being late to class because she was too busy talking to her boo-fang mm-hmm. <laughs> in the parking lot. And... Um, she basically is talking about the upcoming trip to the beach that Mike is planning. And she's not stoked because it's not going to be nice weather. I'm not going to lie. Also, if I were in Bella's shoes, I would kind of feel the same way. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if she really likes these people that much. Like, I think she does to an extent. But there's definitely not people that I that if it were me that I would want to spend a whole is it a day or a weekend? I I don't know. I could see her just being like, mm, I'd rather not. Yeah, I get the sense that she's like majorly a homebody and like obviously an introvert. So it's probably just like tiring the thought of it. Yeah, and also you have to go with two people who asked you to a dance that you said no to. So that's kind of exhausting too. True, and the people that they're now taking instead. Yikes. That's all I can say. Awkward. Well, three people, right? Yeah. Is Tyler going? I think they mentioned that he's going at some point. Okay. Well, that's even worse. Yeah, it is. It's pretty bad. This was bothering me in the first couple chapters, and then it happened again at the very beginning of chapter five. So... I'm just going to talk about it right now. I don't know if I'm stupid and I feel like you're the best person to ask, but in the, the big paragraph on the very first page, it says it wasn't till class ended that I realized Mike wasn't sitting in his usual seat next to me. Is till a word? I thought, I thought it was the word until that people shorten just because it's easier to say, I guess is till an actual word. It's a word, but I don't know if she's using it correctly here because I'm thinking like till a field. I I thought that tilling was like also something to do with money. Am I? Oh, like a till that you keep the money in. It's like a cash register. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But I just thought that like I'm reading, like if I were saying that out loud, it wasn't till class ended. That would make sense. But I'm thinking the word until, but she's using it. There's no apostrophe to to denote uh like a uh what is that where you shorten the word yeah uh, I don't know so I'm just like am I dumb is I'm Till- looking it up right now because I'm really curious that if it can actually be used this way oh yeah it says less formal way of saying until and it is with two l's so right. apparently it's correct all right you got me there yeah I don't know that I've never noticed that it's weird though it just bothered me I don't blame you. 
Thanks for keeping it real. <laughs> Anyways, back to the actual content. <laughs> okay, so Bella's basically just trying to make it through the morning because she's like, what's happening? Am I going out with this guy? Which, same. I would be like, fuck school. I'm thinking about this. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree 100%. When there was a fresh-ass episode of Teen Wolf on in high school, I couldn't, I couldn't be bothered to read Othello. I was thinking about Scott. It's true. Scott, Styles. oh my god, remember in season three when we all thought Styles was like gonna bite the dust and we were stressed all the time? Spoiler alert. The Teen Wolf spoiler alert. We sh- you should just know in advance there's gonna probably be future Teen Wolf spoiler alerts in this podcast. You should just know that. Yep. Yep. Well, I didn't even say if it actually happens or not. So technically I didn't spoil anyone. That's true. That is true. You're just mentally preparing them for... I remember how I felt that, I don't know, maybe semester of high school. I'm just going to sum it up in one word. Bad. (laughs) So accurate. Like, I already have anxiety, and even baby Emily had anxiety, and then it was like, threaten my favorite character of all of pop culture, literature, TV, anything to ever exist. And I'm like, I'm checking out of this world. (laughs) Goodbye. There, yeah, that that particular season was a lot to handle when I was already trying to deal with my own problems. How am I supposed to handle it if Styles isn't there, you know? For real. I feel like I still got to work through that bit in therapy. I don't know. It didn't happen to me, but it happened to me. Yeah, just push it down. <laughs> Continue on living. Exactly. Our entire audience has now clicked out of the episode because they're like, "This is this a Teen Wolf podcast? I'm confused. <laughs> okay, well, back to the story. Today is off the rails. It started with the wine. Sorry about it, but we're doing our best, okay? <laughs> okay, so Bella gets to the cafeteria with the girls, and they're all talking about the dance, and she sees that Edward is not sitting at his usual table, and she's like, fuck my life, goodbye. That was always a bummer when your crush was sick or something, which, I mean, he was there. She knew she was he was there because he talked to her. But that was always a bummer when you didn't see your crush where you were expecting them. Yes, definitely. And she thought maybe he had gone home, so she wasn't really sure what was happening. But then, I'm curious how you feel about this. So um, we're on top of page 87. He, She sees him sitting at a table by himself, and he gestures for her to join him. Which, first of all, I would shit my pants. <laughs> Second of all, Jessica's kind of rude about it. And Bella, like, indulges her. Because Jessica says, does he mean you? Jessica asks with insulting astonishment in her voice. And Bella says, maybe he needs help with his biology homework. I muttered for her benefit. I think that's just more examples of Bella, or, sorry, another example of Bella just being kind of, like, kind and non-confrontational. But I'd be like, yeah, he does mean me. Well, we do know from a previous chapter that Bella thought that there may be some sort of past rejection uh, from Edward to Jessica. So maybe she has that in mind. And already the whole thing with Mike was really awkward for her. So she's just trying to dim it a little bit, make it not as bad. True. Yeah, she's stealing all of Jessica's men. I mean, Forks High School only has like approximately 12 men. So there's there's bound to be some toe-stepping. 
True. Justice for Jessica. Am I right? I'm not going to talk about, though, that, again, on about the bottom of 86 and the top of 87, mm-hmm. that, he, first of all, he has a crooked smile, which I never trust that. Um, <laughs> but he winks at her and does the, like, come hither, like, with the finger. If I had read this in high school or middle school, that would have been really hot. Me reading this now, I'm like, if a man did this to me, regardless of if I had a crush on him, it would be very off-putting. Yeah, you know what? You have a good point. There's something so unnerving about the one finger versus just, like, the hand. Yeah, one finger is very, not menacing, more sinister. Like, I don't like it. You kind of like it, or you don't like it? I don't like it. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting how she's kind of, like, describing him. I was going to get into this a little bit later, but almost as, like, a bad boy. I mean, it's interesting in that this is what always happens in these books, right? (laughs) Yeah. We'll get to that a little bit later. So, Bella goes over there, obviously. Mm -hmm. And she sits down, and she's like, what's what's the deal with this? She says, this is different. And Edward responds, well, I decided as long as I was going to hell, I might as well do it thoroughly. What's your interpretation of that line? I actually made a note of that line. I really liked it a lot. It, I said it made me LOL. But I actually do, I, because Edward keeps saying how it would be better if they weren't friends, like, He's, I don't know if he's explicitly said he's dangerous yet, but like that's talked about a lot in this chapter. Um, he's basically just put it out there that it would be better if he stayed away from Bella and Bella stayed away from him. So I feel like this is him. I don't know if he explicitly means I'm going to hell, but it might just be a euphemism for like, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna put myself in this situation where some bad things might happen some people might get hurt I may as well just do it you know what's what do I have to lose that's an interesting both of those are interesting interpretations why do you think I just want you to expand on this why do you think that in the first option that he would think he's going to hell um I mean my my gut tells me like if he was literally gonna have some sort of hell or go to some sort of hell or have some kind of like demonic thing. It just makes me think there's some supernatural element to it that I don't know. Um, I, but I don't think that he means it literally. I don't think that he literally thinks that he's going to hell. I, I personally think, cause I know like that his family, like I, I've said before that they're all vampires. I think that he means it him inviting this mortal into his life is going to be a hell for him because it's going to just throw a complete wrench into everything that they've set up. Everything is going to be completely different. Like I, I think that that's what that means. Yeah. I really like that interpretation. Thank you. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I feel like I say that every time you predict something, but I don't know what else to say. It's so hard not to be like <laughs> eh, wrong <laughs> or eh, right. Paige and I played this game last weekend with some friends of ours where you have to like keep a poker face and it's it's just reminding me of that right now because I'm like don't react if you want you can put your mask back on if that if that would be easier 
Sis, no. I spend all day in that thing. I'm not about to podcast in it, too. Mm-mm. But also, wear your mask, people. Wear it. I'm immunocompromised, so if you don't wear your mask, you're putting people like me at risk. Yep. Precisely. Maybe we'll make branded masks someday when we're rich, and we have thousands and millions of listeners. I'm trying to think what amazing quotes we could put on there. The world is our oyster at this point. Let's think of some ridiculous things to say just in case. Okay, I'll keep a notebook full of them. (laughs) Okay, so Bella's basically just like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And Edward's like, anyways, um, your friends are mad. He literally says, Bella, when, when Edward says your friends are mad, Bella says they'll survive. And he says, I may not give you back though, which like, if I was Bella, it would send a little shiver, but if I am me, which I am, I'm like, that's creepy. Yeah, I don't like that. Like I said, there are a lot of parts in this chapter where I'm like, I don't know how I feel about Edward, and that's definitely one of them. I was going back over the the chapter about an hour ago just to like go back over my notes so I knew where they were in the book, and I remember that line specifically, and I was just like, ooh, gross, grody. Yeah, I'm just like, how does everyone not know that he is at least immortal by just the way that he talks? It's like, I know we've talked about this before, but it's like, you gotta know something's up with this kid every time he opens his freaking mouth. It makes me think of like, like the kid in high school or some, or even college who thinks that he is just, he or she, but probably he, is just the smartest motherfucker and just is knows way more than you about everything it just has that snooty like oh well actually kind of attitude I that's that's what would be my impression but he's much more charming than that so maybe people look past it but definitely gives me or rubs me the wrong way yeah I totally get where you're coming from on that um And it is almost, you almost want Bella to, like, take him down a few pegs, which I don't want to skip over this whole conversation, but she makes a speech coming up where she's like, listen here, bitch, and I'm going to read it aloud, but first, he's just being cryptic about how he's not going to be good anymore, and Bella's like, once again, cannot emphasize this enough, literally don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> he's basically just like I you shouldn't hang out with me you should avoid me and then um, I feel like this is also just like another kind of clandestine way he's gaslighting her because if he really thinks that then don't interact with her just don't talk to her like if you really really think that leave her alone Yes, agreed. I feel like we're watching a game of tug of war, but it's not Bella versus Edward. It's literally Edward versus Edward. <laughs> Which one's going to win? We don't Bella's know. Watching from the sidelines, just like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so then he asks her what she's thinking, and she owns up to it. She's like, I'm trying to figure out what you are. Mm-hmm. Um And she doesn't really have any good ideas other than, like, comic book shit, like Spider-Man or Superman. And she won't own up to that. Um, And Edward 
has the audacity to be like, that's really frustrating. And this is the speech. I'm going to read it. Okay. No, I disagreed quickly, my eyes narrowing. I can't imagine why that would be frustrating at all. Just because someone refuses to tell you what you're they're thinking, even if all the while they're making cryptic little remarks specifically designed to keep you up at night wondering what they could possibly mean. Now, why would that be frustrating? She continues. Or better, say that person also did a wide range of bizarre things, from saving your life under impossible circumstances one day to treating you like a pariah the next, and he never explained any of that either, even after he promised. That also would be very non-frustrating. And Edward's like, oh, you have a little bit of a temper. And she's like, I don't like double standards. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. I distinctly remember when I sat down because the way that the, this whole scene plays out, it starts at the very last line on page 89. That's where Edward says, that's really frustrating. You know, he complained. And when I read that, I got my pencil out to make a note to say like, what are you talking about? You were purposefully not telling her shit. And I like, I went to write it and then I flipped the page and she says exactly what I was thinking. So my note says all capital letters. Bella says exactly what I was thinking. Yes. I'm so proud of her in this moment that she mm-hmm. is not being like a pushover just because this hot guy is paying attention to her. She is like, nah, we are going to talk about this. Pointing out that, that she doesn't like double standards. I don't know if I would ever have the courage to point out something having double standards in high school. I'm glad that she she sees that and she's like, well, I'm not putting up with it. Yep. Rock on, Bella. Yeah. Love it. Oh, so then... He's in the middle of the page. I Like I said, he chuckled. He's also snickering here. So don't like that. <laughs> uh, so then... Being super mature, Edward's like, well, your boyfriend's pissed that you're sitting with me. It's like, can you shut the fuck up? Like, seriously. Um, do you, who are you assuming that he's talking about here? I mean, obviously, Mike. I, it seems pretty obvious. Because I don't think that, I mean, it, it's not said, but... Mike is in that biology class with them and he's always sitting at her desk and he was, Edward was there when Mike asked himself to the dance via Bella. Um, so I'm, I'm 100% sure that he's talking about Mike. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't say, but I, I am positive that you're right. And mm-hmm. again, I said this last episode, but I'm going to say it again. He talks like he's 500 years old, but then he says shit like this, like, oh, your boyfriend's pissed or whatever. Like, he doesn't say pissed, but you know what I mean. It's like, I can picture literally my high school exes or one in particular saying some shit like that. (laughs) Like, grow up. Yeah, I'm not going to say who it was, but I think you can use your imagination, people who knew me back then. So then Edward is talking about how Bella's not easy to read, um, which is, like, another weird thing to say. What do you think that's about? I So I think this kind of ties back to my theory. We had talked about it when, um, when Edward has stopped his car when Bella is trying to leave, and then Tyler comes and asks her to the dance, and then he talks about it later, even though he shouldn't have had any way of knowing that that happened. So I think that he has some kind of supernatural way of knowing 
what people are thinking or like has a deeper understanding of what people are feeling. But there's something about Bella that has almost like a smokescreen up that he can't read as easily as other people. That's because he talks about that a lot that he can't read her. So the fact that it's brought up so much, it has to be, it has to be something important that's going to be brought up later. Once again, cannot react to what you just said. But all I can say, literally, anytime you predict anything, I'm like, I like it. Moving on. <laughs> One of these times, you should just be like, no, pick a pick a different hypothesis. I don't like. It. <laughs> Throw it out. Start over. <laughs> so, um, then, this is so weird, just like recounting a conversation. But this is basically almost this whole chapter, at least half of it. So basically, Bella's like, which I think is totally fair. And I have done something similar to this, actually. But when she's like, you could warn me next time. If you could warn me next time, you're going to ignore me so that I can be prepared. That'd be solid. And finally, Edward is reasonable and is like, okay. You know, the nicer thing would have been to be like, I won't do that. But no. Yeah. Or apologize that it even happened in the first place. But whatever. Yes. But at least he's like, all right. That sounds fair. So then... Because he agrees to that, suddenly he's owed something bizarre, but he asks to hear a theory of what kind of supernatural creature he is, and then uses his, like, overwhelming charm to, like, convince her to give an answer, even though she doesn't want to. I definitely didn't like the sentence towards the top of page 92, Please, he breathed, leaning toward me. If anyone breathes a word to me, I don't like that. I, I can't think of any situation where that would be good. Like, chicken nuggets. Like, it, <laughs> like, it just doesn't, you shouldn't be breathing words. Just say your words. Yeah, it's like, or if you were whispering, maybe just use that word instead. Yeah. I agree. Um, this is the smallest thing in the world. <laughs> But this has always been a thing with these books for me. So top-ish of 92, the paragraph that says, I blinked, my mind going blank. Holy crow, how did he do that? Bella is the only character in all of pop culture I have ever encountered that says holy crow instead of holy cow. I love that. I did, you pointed out, I did not even read that. I think my brain just read holy cow because it has three of the letters and just, Move right along. So I'm going to start saying that. I really like that. I definitely like, I mean, I don't know where that expression comes from. I don't want to talk out of my ass, but I'm assuming it's because some cultures consider cows to be deities. But you know what? People hate on crows, but I actually kind of like crows. So yeah, a, a crow could be, a crow could be maybe not holy, but chill. Yeah. I like peanuts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I mean, who doesn't like peanuts? <laughs> Those with peanut allergies. Uh, true. They pour one out for you guys. Peanut free. Yep. Sad. So she brings up, the answer she gives is like Spider-Man, and then they joke about Superman, and he's just like, no, no, no. And then this is a very famous line from the movie. I'm pretty sure it was in all the trailers. Bottom of 92, he says, what if I'm not a superhero? It's delivered a little bit differently in the movie, but it's, what if I'm not a superhero? What if I'm the bad guy? And so basically he's trying 
to say that he is the bad guy in Bella's like, you're dangerous, but not bad. What do you think is the difference between those things in her brain? Well, I mean, for example, we own dogs, which in theory are dangerous, quote unquote. I mean, my family owned Rottweilers my whole life and they are known to be very vicious and aggressive, but I never had a single problem with either of my Rottweilers. They were always very loving, very loyal. So yeah, they're dangerous, but they weren't bad. Bad makes me think that it would use its own powers of being dangerous for negative reasons. So you can be dangerous, but you don't necessarily have to use your strengths for bad reasons. Yeah, I'm 100% on the same page as you. I just wanted to see kind of what your thoughts were on that. But yeah, I think that she still thinks that he's a good person. Mm -hmm. He's trying to argue with her and say that he's not, but the jury is definitely still out on that, especially for Paige. I mean, we got uh, quite a few more pages to read before I make any conclusive decisions. Yes, plus four more books. So, I mean... I mean... When I said a few more pages, I meant hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and I know that, like, everyone who was going to read this book knew that it was, like, vampires. But I also think that there is just a little bit of shift in the stakes here when it's, like, especially for teen readers or preteen readers when they're reading this, they're like, ah, a bad boy. He's a bad boy. Even though you already knew it was coming, you're like, yeah. all right, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I also, I, when I'm reading the whole entirety of page 92, I, I feel like Bella in her, the way that she's describing herself, she makes it seem like she's naive or that she's childish, but I'm like, imagine you live in this world and it's revealed later that she's 17. So she's lived 17 years of her life completely normal. How would you ever think that a supernatural thing exists like it's like the human brain trying to come up with a quote unquote logical reason like if someone were to walk up to me right now and say that they're a vampire I would never believe them like it's just what 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 would you think how would you come to terms with what's happening like it may seem childish but like what else is she supposed to think you know yeah yeah I'm really glad that you point that out and you're right. Like, why wouldn't you fall back on the only things that your world and your culture has given you as explanation for this? Like, I'm sure if this took place in a different culture, they would have their own legends, their own pop culture, their own stories that that Bella might guess. Like, you're right. She's being kind of hard on herself when it's like, you literally have no frame of reference for this. Although I do want to say with as big of a fan of Twilight as I am and how 2020 has gone if someone walked up to me today and was like hey I'm a vampire I'd be like cool join the club <laughs> just saying you know you gotta take you gotta take what you can get you know you gotta jump on you gotta jump on what brings you joy what what is the what is our our terminology here put the joy back in the things that you enjoy you know what you know what I know that you enjoy vampires yes <laughs> I'm pretty sure before I dyed my hair black I'm like 99% positive that this happened, but two of our listeners can confirm. I'm pretty sure I told Remy and Tommy 
once when I was with them that I was like, I'm thinking about dyeing my hair black. And they're like, okay, okay. And I was like, basically, I just want to look like a vampire. <laughs> and I do. I totally do. <laughs> I, so when I was, I think I was on Instagram, maybe, scrolling through all the videos that you can watch on Instagram. And it wasn't a spoiler. I'm pretty sure it's from the first movie because I kind of recognized the guy. But it's some guy with long hair. Um, I don't, no idea the name, no idea, I, I don't know. But there was some filter over him that made it sound like a baby voice. And when you were describing your hair, dyeing it black, that was the first thing that I thought. I was like, kind of like that guy with the black hair. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know if he's evil or not, though. So, I mean, probably, but... You don't know if I'm evil or not. I mean, I guess you do, but our listeners don't. If you become a top-tier supporter on our Patreon, we will tell you if Emily is evil or not. We'll give you that information. The big reveal. Mm -hmm. What if it's just, like, someone gives us, like, $1,000 and we're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That would, $1,000 would go a long way. That's all I'm saying. Very true. <laughs> Buy Paige some, some medical supplies for her literal diabetes that she cannot help. Or cheeseburgers. Yeah, that too. Anyways, so they get up to go to class. It's like, you're going to be late again, second time today. But that's what I'm stressing about. But it's fine. I hate being late. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. But Edward's like, I'm not going. So Bella gets to class. And it turns out that they're doing blood typing. Um, because there is a blood drive coming up at the Red Cross, so the teacher wants them to all know their blood type. So I have kind of a stupid question for you. Two stupid questions related. Do you know your blood type, and does it matter for diabetes what blood type you are? Um, I don't think it matters for diabetes, although I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I'm either O positive or O negative, because I remember I asked my mom one time, and I'm one of the O's, I just can't remember, I'm, whatever one is the most common one, that's the one that I am. Okay, cool. Yeah, my mom definitely told me, and I think there was an A in there, but I wouldn't swear to it. I don't know. Mm -mm. Um, I feel like I should know, you know, if I ever lose blood, but I don't. Same. (laughs) They should put it on, like, your driver's license or something, I feel like. But that wouldn't make any sense because then they'd have to blood type you at the DMV. I I just wanted to throw out there just a fun DMV story. If you all have any fun DMV stories, please let us know. Um, but when I went to get my license, the guy who uh, we did, like, like, a vision kind of a test where they, like, flash lights at you and you have to click or something. I don't know. The guy was like, okay, there, I have three questions I have to ask. And the first two were obvious no's. Um, and then the last one was, do you have medical uh, medical condition that might inhibit your driving? And I was like, well, yes, I'm diabetic. So if I have a low blood sugar, that could affect things. But I don't drive when I'm low. I will pull over. I have juice boxes or glucose tablets in my car. But he just looked at me like deadpan in the eyes. And he goes, well, the answer was supposed to be no. And then he marked it as no. I'm like, this seems like a liability. I I was honest. I, I told my truth. And he was like, I don't have time for this. And then wrote no. That's insane. That. that is insane. He was just like. I gotta move on to the next. Yeah, this isn't worth my time. That's crazy. 
well, here we are today. I mean, I haven't crashed my car yet, so... Don't even joke about that stuff. That's scary stuff. I will never do it again. (laughs) We just read about a car crash page, okay? Okay, but I'm going to put it out there. I don't know if that car crash could really happen in real life. Yeah, I think we've made that abundantly clear. As scientists and experts, we have (laughs) that it's false. You know who has not made it abundantly clear? Stephanie Meyer. And that's on that. (laughs) Oh, I think they're getting sick of us talking about that fucking car crash. But you know what? I won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Mm -hmm. So, basically, TLDR, Bella faints at the sight of blood. That's that. Like, I, you know, we could really go into the details here, but that's pretty much what happens. So, the teacher asks, of course... Mike volunteers, but the teacher asks someone to help her get to the office, and so he's leading her, because their schools is one of those that I I kind of always thought this was kind of cool, I'm kind of jealous of. Maybe it would be lame if you actually went there, but their buildings are all just like little small buildings, Mm -hmm. and each class is like in a different building. I don't know, I think that's interesting. Anyway, so they go outside to like get to the office, and who rolls up but Edward? And um, I know this wouldn't happen, but I would love, and I know like it wouldn't work out because obviously one of them is supernatural, but I would love for Mike and Edward to just have a throwdown because they (laughs) clearly hate each other so fucking much. It's so funny because Mike's like, I was supposed to take her. And he's like, I got her and literally just picks her up like a rag doll and walks her away from Mike. What does what what were your impressions of that reading it as an adult that scene with him literally carrying her like a baby to the office I I just want to know what your thoughts are I just putting myself in her shoes I feel like I would have been embarrassed and like obviously she doesn't know yet that he is supernatural well she suspects but like she doesn't know for sure and I'd be like I'm too heavy <laughs> Like, that would be my the first thing out of my mouth is, like, I'm too heavy for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a little a fun side story. Um, back in high school, we went to the sand dunes one summer. And let me tell you, for you need to be prepared when you go to the sand dunes. That is excruciatingly hard work to hike up fucking sand. Mm-hmm. So and I was not prepared for that. I just didn't know. I'd never been there before. So after being there for like 45 minutes, I was exhausted and everyone was like a mile ahead of me walking up the dunes and I was in the very back and Tommy felt so bad. And he like looked back and he was like, do you want me to carry you? And I was so embarrassed I was like no it's okay it's fine but in my head I was like no I'm so embarrassed (laughs) yeah yeah if it makes you feel better I'll do you one better so we have this thing in our hometown called the incline it's basically a set of really steep stairs built into the side of a mountain and it's really popular with like athletes like a lot of Olympians do it they run up it, but normal people just walk up. And then to get back down, it's too steep for most normal people to go down the stairs. So you have to go down this trail. And the trail is really, really slippery. And my high school soccer coach, 
made us do this shit every year, okay? And one time, I think I was senior, either junior or senior year, um, I got all the way up the incline and then I went to go because the thing was you walked up at the stairs and then you ran down the trail because it's a trail. So you're supposed to like do it and be fit or whatever. As I was running, I, the trail is so slippery and I fell and like twisted my ankle really, really bad. And it was really swollen and I was at the top of the trail. Like I had just started. So our manager or not even our, no, our, one of our assistant coaches who was like a full grown man, older than my sister and also kind of attractive carried me down the fucking mountain page i'm like 17 at this point this is real life twilight it was no it wasn't because it was mortifying (laughs) and he is like skinny like he was like he had muscles but he was skinny and i was me like i i'm not dragging myself i'm just like a tall and large muscular person like i've got a lot of meat on my bones i just do Mm -hmm. it was and it took like 45 minutes do you remember that we saw him? You told me this story when we went and got drinks at that soccer place. Um, oh, yeah. And then wasn't he there? Yeah, he was literally there. Thank God he didn't see us. I'm not over it. Recently, I saw him on Bumble. So that's where I'm at in my life. Okay, okay. <laughs> he didn't swipe right. <laughs> I was going to say I have a great opening line for you, but it doesn't matter. So I won't even. I won't even bother. No, it wasn't. I want to know. You've already done it once, but would you like to sweep me off my feet again? <laughs> oh, that is pretty good. I have to write that down just in case he comes up in the algorithm again. <laughs> and I could be rejected again. You know what? I don't blame him. I would reject him too. Or reject me too. Not him. But I would just feel too weird. I kind of do feel too weird about it. You know? It's just yeah. weird. Where were we? (laughs) Anyways, so Edward's carrying Bella. Yes, and is very entertained by the fact that she faints at the sight of blood. And not even her own blood. Yeah, I personally liked that setup. I mean, I'm sure it was done on purpose, and I'm sure it's going to come up again. But I, I mean, you know that Edward is a vampire going into it. So it's basically like a great juxtaposition of the two that you have this bad boy who literally survives on blood, who is attracted and ir- and cannot resist this person of innocence who is literally brought to faintedness. I don't know if there's a noun version. Unconsciousness by yeah. the side of it, but he's he can't stay away from her. Like you would think that a vampire would be attracted to another vampire, but he's actually attracted to the complete opposite. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. I'm sure it'll get brought up later. Yeah, but you nailed it. So, props. So, they show up at the nurse, and the nurse is wisely like, there's always one. She's a mood. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of snickering, a lot of chuckling from Edward in this whole scene. But um, the nurse leaves to get Bella some ice. And once again, um, 
Bella's like, you were right, and Edward says, I usually am, but about what in particular this time? I've said a sentence exactly like this before. Like, when someone's like, oh, you were right, I'm like, always am. What about this time? You're gonna need to be more specific. (laughs) Which I hate that there's now, like, several things that Edward has said that I'm like, yeah, I would say that. (laughs) But I have to live my truth. (laughs) You know, I... Like I said, there's a lot left, so maybe he'll be redeemed a little bit more. So maybe maybe don't feel so bad. I don't know yet. Yeah, which I'll, also I'm like, I was 11 when I read this, so how much of this, plus all the other, like, books, movies I watched, influenced the person that I literally am? I, me looking off to the side at my literal Warrior Cats book collection sitting on my bottom shelf of my bookshelf thinking, like, Dear God, she's right. Yeah. It's kind of fucked up, but kind of beautiful. Like, I saw someone who stated this way better. I'm sure everyone and their brother has seen this, but it's like, you are the sum of all the things, like, you've read and enjoyed and watched and enjoyed, blah, 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 whatever. But LOL, that one of mine is Twilight. (laughs) And one of yours is about to be, too. (laughs) Good shit. Okay, so... He, Edward's just kind of messing around, being like, I've seen corpses with better color. Haha, Mike, Mike sucks. Um, On page 99, right in the middle, I am dying to ask you this. I know that you find out later, but at this point, when he says, I was in my car listening to a CD, what song, not even what album, what song is he listening to in your head? I got some funny ones. Mm, Monster Mash. (laughs) That was a place I didn't expect you to go, but I love it. It's pertinent. (laughs) Oh, you know what one I was thinking of? What? And this relates to a story from my life, but... So, um, in college, the boys' locker rooms for soccer and the girls' locker rooms were not far apart. So, if they were playing loud music and we were, like, going to one or the other, we could always hear them. And one time, I got there super early. I think it was when I was injured because I always had to be there like two fucking hours early to get all my shit taken care of so I could like run. And um, I walked by their locker room and I'm assuming they thought no one was going to be around, especially like none of us, because I'm pretty sure it was like during fall break. So all the like students that weren't there for sports were gone. So they probably thought they were safe, but they, I'm assuming it was maybe just one of them, maybe more, I don't know, but they were blasting. Big Girls Don't Cry by Fergie. <laughs> and for some reason, when this scene came up, I'm like, what if that's what Edward was listening to? I can actually fully see that. That sounds very correct. He's sitting in there like, I hope you know. <laughs> this has nothing to do with you. <laughs> Why do the lyrics fit so good? <laughs> it's personal. <laughs> we got some straightening out to do, Okay. <laughs> Me, myself, and I, or whatever the fuck she says. Um, I was also thinking maybe She-Wolf. Ooh. I like that, but I'm like, is that a Jacob song? Question mark? I just think that, I mean, maybe it is. I was, I always take She-Wolf, like, it might be about werewolf, but it could just be about monsters in general. True, true. And we haven't met Jacob yet, so you don't know. That's true. That's very true. Hmm. I'm trying to think what other good ones are out there. I don't know why, but with Edward's behavior in this chapter, I'm like, you listen to Macklemore, don't you? Yeah. 
everybody um everybody makes mistakes oh my god montana yeah and listen i'm not dragging macklemore he has a few bangers but we all know that macklemore guy from high school <laughs> yikes <laughs> Oh, anyways, so Bella is like pleasantly surprised that he was just chilling, listening to a CD. Um, it's kind of lame, honestly, if you think about it. Like, you're gonna ditch class, go do something fun. <laughs> like, you're sitting in the parking lot. I mean, it yeah. makes sense because he has to like drive his siblings home, but still. I um, I was kind of under the impression that he was only planning on skipping this one particular class, obviously because it's the blood day and he can't fucking smell Bella's blood. Um, which, speaking of smelling the blood, did you think it was bizarre that she can smell the other guy's, the sick guy's blood? Like, I don't know if I've ever smelled blood before. And then uh, Edward obviously makes that very, uh, poignant comment. Humans can't smell blood, Bella. I just, I didn't know that that was even a thing. That's just super bizarre to me. Yeah, I think it's a little weird as well. I personally can't smell blood, <laughs> but in a way I'm kind of like, eh, I kind of get what she's saying because I have tasted blood, mm-hmm. not intentionally, obviously from like getting hit in the mouth or whatever, but it kind of does taste like, almost like, I don't want to say like rust and salt, but kind of. It's irony. Yeah, irony. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also wanted I wanted to go back to the top of page 99 where there's two like back to back um kind of macabre uh mentions so Edward says I thought Newton was dragging your dead body off to buried in the woods which one who fucking says that that is so bizarre I don't want a man to ever say that to me mm-hmm. even if it's a completely different man you're talking about please don't talk about dragging my bot dead body into the woods mm-hmm. and then immediately after he says honestly i've seen corpses with better color it's like two dead body comments back to back like i it's really setting the tone for how the book is going to be and also kind of setting the reader up like we're going to be talking about some some dead stuff so be prepared yeah, you know what? Rereading this, I totally get why you're like side eyeing Edward right now. Because <laughs> he's saying some weird shit. <laughs> so it's fair. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to point out was um, not to skip ahead, but we're kind of already there at the top of page 101. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, real subtle, Mike, when he's like, Are you going this weekend to the beach? and looks at Edward like, You're not invited, bitch. <laughs> It's like, really? And then it's funny because Edward, in a couple pages, I'll point it out, has a real subtle moment himself. <laughs> so, um, but anyways, Edward gets her out of her last class, which is Jim, which she's eternally grateful for, and then insists on driving her home. Well, before we get to that, um, they're kind of like walking out to the parking lot to their cars, and... Bella's like, so are you going to the beach this Saturday? And he basically eventually says, like, no. Why do you think he doesn't want to go? Um, I just, I well, I mean, I don't think he's really friends with any of them, to be honest. Like, he obviously doesn't like Mike, and it seems like Jessica and him have some kind of a weird thing. I mean, I don't know if I would want to spend a weekend at the beach. I mean, even if my crush was there, I don't know if, if I'd want to be there with a 
the majority basically strangers, you know, like that just doesn't sound fun to me. There's also probably a a supernatural element. I don't want to get into it, but one thing that was, I do want to get into it. Okay. One thing that was I, consistently a point of jo- jokes and making fun of the show was that he sparkles in the sunlight. So probably has something to do with that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that actually happens in the book or not, but I, it might be something supernaturally. I mean, I know that vampires can't really go out in the sun, but it seems like he's out there during the day, usually, so I don't really know. We'll see. We'll see. But I like both of those thoughts. You're right. It would be kind of awkward for him to go and be like, I've never talked to any of you or given you the time of day. What's up? Yeah. be kind of awkward. So then, as I was saying earlier, um, he insists on driving her home and, like, literally drags her to the car, which is... like that. ...really aggressive. Yeah, did not like that. Really aggressive and really rude. I'm not a fan of it either. Um, but once they're in the car, Bella's kind of like, mm, okay, I'm all right with it. Which, yeah. you know, she's 17. I don't blame her. Which, finally, that does get revealed, because you had asked that a while back. And it wasn't, like, spoilery, but I was like, mm, you'll know in due time. You have to wait like the rest of us had to wait. <laughs> But I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know if it's spoilery or not, but it just seems like just on the edge of 18, which I 18 is seems like a number that once you turn 18, like major things happen. So I wonder if that has if that's going to come up, like something needs to happen before she's 18. Something's going to happen after she's 18. I It just the fact that you wouldn't tell me leads me to think that 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 might be important. See, even me not telling you things is like giving stuff away. This is why I cannot react to anything that you say ever. You can't talk at all on the podcast anymore. It's just going to be me. I'll just mime the whole time. Okay. I think that works over well on the podcast. Yeah, that works well on an audio-only medium. (laughs) So um, she finds out the song he was listening to, way lamer than our ideas. It's classical music. I think that that's even weirder than any of (laughs) things that we brought up like I I don't know if I I could see my dad like if I got into the car sometimes he's playing opera which is bizarre I don't know but I if I got into the car and just a classical song was just playing I don't know it seems kind of serial killer to me (laughs) that might just be me um I do feel like I don't even know what to say I do feel like some people like classical music. Like, I like it to study. And you're relax. right. <laughs> I, I just don't know, like, if I was trying to enjoy my time outside of school. Like, like for enjoying music, you know. I don't know if classical music would be my go-to pick. Yeah, 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 that's fair. But if he is, like, 8 million years old or whatever. That's fair, then. Which we don't know how, well, I, I know how old he is, but you don't yet. Um, can I Can I guess? Sure, let's guess. I think that it was after... I think that he's has to be after the Civil War, but before World War II. Why do you think that is? He just gives... He doesn't seem like... Like, I think that if he was, like, in, like, the 50s or 60s, I think that he would be a little cooler. He wouldn't be as, like, grandpa-esque. Mm-hmm. But he also doesn't... Sh- I don't know, he just doesn't strike me as, like, 
ancient, you know, like he does still have things about him that seem more modern. And I mean, I guess that could be chalked up to that. I mean, he's been alive, so he's learned how to act like a teenager, I guess. But I, I just kind of get like, I picture him in like, like a, what are those called? Like a trench, not a trench coat, but like a, one of those coats that's like, you see a businessman from like 1910 wearing as he's like walking down Wall Street to go, I don't know what they did in 1910. Stocks, probably. I don't know. I mean, Great Depression happened in the 20s, so the stock market had to have been around. Mm -hmm. So yeah, maybe he's doing stocks, I don't know. That's not important. I like it, though. I like the scene that you're setting, the picture that you're painting. I'm a fan. It could have been even, like, the 1890s. You know, like, I don't know. He doesn't seem super old, but he doesn't seem super young either. Yeah, so somewhere in that window. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll see. So they're driving home, and randomly, Edward asks what Renee, Bella's mother, is like. And what do you think of this description of Renee? Um, I think that it's... It's definitely she's finding... Um, the good things to talk about. Like, she has some negatives, but they almost seem lighthearted, the negatives that she brings up. So I think that's it's her still trying to, like, bring kindness and um, not focus on all of the really bad aspects of her mom, which we've kind of talked about in the past. She doesn't seem to bring about, talk about that stuff at all. So I know that you've mentioned that, like, she might not be trying to find the bad in everyone. So I can kind of see her doing that here, like trying to give her mom a little bit of um, almost like a benefit of the doubt kind of a thing, like doesn't want to paint her in a bad light in front of him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's clear that she loves her mom by the way that she talks about her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I think it's really unselfish of her when they go on to talk about Phil and Edward kind of asks if Bella approves of him. And I think it's very unselfish of a 17-year-old that's like, does it matter what I want if she's happy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I thought that this particular area in the conversation was really interesting. Um, the the fact that, like, like, when she says, you know, it's not really my choice, like, she can like whoever she wants to like. And then Edward says, would she extend the same courtesy to you, do you think? Like, I know that that's selfish and he's asking because of himself. But, like, it's, I'm picturing, like, if someone had asked me that, if I was in some sort of a similar situation. I don't know. I think that that's a good question that you could ask yourself about the people that are close to you. Like, would they treat you the same way that you're treating them? Yeah. Thing. That's a question you should ask yourself about the people that you care about and if the answer is no you gotta I don't know I don't want to be a relationship counselor but maybe you gotta reevaluate sweetie that's all I'm saying mm-hmm. but yeah to to go back to what you were talking about this was my real subtle Edward moment where he's like do you think that I could be scary it's like what are you okay you know I I'm just gonna say it Edward I don't think you're doing a great job at 
making yourself look good. I don't think you're doing it. <laughs> I don't know. It seems to be working on her because she's like, no, I don't think you're scary. Or I think, what'd she say? You could be if you wanted to, but you're not, is essentially what she's implying. I, I mean, it might be working on Bella, but it is not working on me. <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, not working on Paige. I also like at the bottom, um, when, when they're talking about looking scary. Um, so Edward says, no one too scary. Then he teased. I grinned in response. What do you mean by scary? Multiple facial piercings and extensive tattoos. And I'm like, I have like 14 piercings and like six or seven tattoos. And I literally shake in fear when my phone rings. So I don't think that this is a good representation of who is scary. 100% agree. I'm kind of like, is it because it was 2005 or is it because that's just what Stephanie Meyer defines as scary? Or is it only scary if a guy does it? Lots of questions. Really great questions. I think that there's good arguments for any of them. They also seem pretty plausible. Yep. I think so. But um, then Bella kind of turns it on him and is like, what's the deal with your family? Um, Nicole has adopted you. He says yes. And she is like, what happened to your parents? I kind of respect that she comes out and asks because I would probably be too scared. Um, but he says they died many years ago. Um, but makes it very clear that he loves Carlisle and es- Esme, his adoptive parents, and um, refers to which I think is what Jessica had outlined, right? Is that Alice and Emmett are his actual siblings and then Jasper and Rosalie are the other adopted kids. Yeah, yeah. Were you following that? Do you get all that? I remember it was mentioned. I just didn't remember any of their names. So when he said it, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, those are their names. Yeah, it's kind of weird that we're already 100 pages in and you haven't even met any of them yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, we did meet Carlisle. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah. I think that leads me to think that maybe Edward is a little younger or like what their ages might be. Like, I've never met a person named Carlisle before. It sounds like an ancient person's name. I've met one woman named Esme and she was 87 years old. So I, which I love that name, by the way, really pretty. But I, Edward is just such a regular name to me, and Jasper seems like a pretty regular name. Um, I mean, Jasper seems a little more modern than Edward, but mm-hmm. you can, I, for me, the names are what are standing out. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious on how you stand on all of them then. So what do you think about Rosalie? Rosalie, I mean, it's not common, but I could see it being a name it doesn't sound like an old name to me it sounds like maybe sort of a similar age range with Edward okay and then we have Alice and Emmett are the last two both of those names sound way more modern like Alice might be a little older but Emmett like I feel like I could meet a seven-year-old Emmett right now yeah agreed Yeah. yeah so I guess we'll find out Maybe we'll, this week on our social media, we'll have you post in order how old you think all of them are and Mm -hmm. see what happens. Okay. Audience, tune in. (laughs) I I really liked on page 108, kind of towards the end um, of the chapter, 
I believe it's Edward. I'm trying to find where it actually is. But um, I think it's Edward. He says uh, there are no secrets in Forks. And I just rolled my fucking eyes. I'm like, oh, really? No secrets in Forks? Really? Because it seems like there's a lot of fucking secrets in Forks. Yeah, once again, real subtle Edward. (laughs) Yeah, but then he is like, oh, I'm not going to be at school. Emmett and I are going hiking. Um, And Bella's obviously disappointed by that. And then the chapter basically ends with him being like, will you just be careful this weekend? I'll read it. Don't be offended, but you seem to be one of those people who just attract accidents like a magnet. So try not to fall into the ocean or get run over or anything, all right? He smiled crookedly. I feel like I already know the answer to this, but if you are Bella here, are you flattered or offended? Offended. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I would be offended, but me looking critically at this kind of seems like a self-drag on Edward's part because, oh, she attracts accidents. She attracts danger. Well, who is being attracted to her right now? Fork's biggest fucking, I don't want to say accident, that's so mean, but like, He's attracted. He's he. She's drawing him in, and he is the danger. It's him. Yeah. Yep. A hundred percent agree. He smiled crookedly yet again. <laughs> yes. Um. Bella's pissed. She jumps out, and he drives away, smiling. Smiling. <laughs> Do you have any notes that we didn't cover from this chapter? Um. No. Actually, we. We covered all of them. I I'm, I really need to take better notes. On page 106, I wrote, interesting convo. That could have literally been about anything. <laughs> I knew what it was when we got there, but I need to be better. <laughs> yeah, it's funny just looking at your notes. That's really funny. Um, okay, so for next week, we're going to be back to two chapters. It's crazy. We talked, like, basically as long today about one chapter as we did. Oh, excuse me. I had a hiccup. About two chapters on the previous one, so. Well, there was a lot of content going on, a lot of character, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of different character things, and a lot of things to talk about, uh, talk about, about Edward specifically, but then also there were a lot of fun stories we had to share. That's true. I don't think we could have gotten to the end without that incline story. You basically carried us to the end. I hate you so much right now. (laughs) This is going to be the last episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. (laughs) We're calling it quits. (laughs) Paige and I are going to couples therapy. (laughs) Um, So next week, like I said, it's going to be two chapters. The names of them, um, chapter six is Scary Stories, and chapter seven is Nightmare. Got any predictions? Oh, okay. So I think I'm going to go back to the prediction that I made last week and put it onto this one. I think that there's going to be some kind of, cause Edward has clarified that he is something because he's making Bella guess or tell him her theories. So there's something that has to be going on because why would you be baiting her like that if there wasn't something going on? So this might elicit her to, start maybe doing some research which scary stories might be her actually doing the research and then nightmare might be some sort of clarifying details like what she's researching coming to light I think I think that there will be the mention of I think the word vampire is going to come up in one of these chapters I that's that's going to be my main prediction okay I like it 
we'll see what happens next week. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode today. Um, you know the spiel by now, but I gotta do it. We are on Instagram and Twitter, or no, Instagram and Tumblr, sorry, at Tuesdays Are for Twilight. And we are on Twitter at Taft Pod. And one thing that you guys can do to really help us um, is if you're an Apple Podcast listener, you could write us a review. Um, that would be really helpful because the more reviews that we get, um, the likelier it is that we'll show up in people's feeds. We already have one review from friend of the pod, Caroline. Shout out, Caroline. Thank you so much. Thank you, Caroline. But, yeah, that'd be really great if you guys could do that. Um, And we obviously read a listener DM today. We always want to hear your guys' feedback, so feel free to hit us up. Mm -hmm. And I also mentioned earlier our Patreon is patreon.com slash TuesdaysAreForTwilight. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Yeah, thank you. We'll see you next week for Chapter 6 and 7 of Twilight. Bye, guys. Bye. Our amazing intro and outro music was performed by Danny Plowman and produced by Alberto Beltran. You can follow Danny at Danimal6, and that's six the word, not six the number, Danimal6 underscore on Instagram. Mm-hmm.